The Matthew Dark Show is sponsored by Roots Medical, rootsmedical.net. That's Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concern. And coloradomedicalfreedom.com. That's coloradomedicalfreedom.com. Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show, where hypocrisy meets accountability. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Your one-stop show for truth, courage, fellowship, and faith. As Ronald Reagan said, if we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. The bravest show on radio. I just want to do God's will. Sit back and enjoy. My goodness, if you're a Democrat voter, holy cow, are you looking for a refund? Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in and welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show, and wherever, however you join us, we thank you. Now remember, hit subscribe everywhere you get your shows and never miss an episode. An oh-so-special guest for us today. And folks, you know, this is a spirit-led show, a show that says, without the service to a higher power, we've got nothing. We, we are out here floating in the world, and so we're so grateful, so blessed to have the apostle, the pastor, Leon Benjamin, with us this morning, sir. I've met you a few times at the Reawaken Tour. I've been blessed by a, a service in Tulsa. I know you lead a service in Virginia and in Oklahoma. You've got the two things going. You've got so many things going on. We're going to talk about the three keys to a successful marriage. I want to thank you. Welcome in, Pastor Leon Benjamin. How are you this morning, sir? God bless you, Matt. God bless you, Matthew. It is, it's a, definitely an honor. And definitely uh, a treasure uh, and a treat to be with you today, uh, lifting up the name of the Lord and look, just speaking life to this generation. It's it's so important right now that we continue to uh, look up uh, from where our help comes from, but don't get so caught up in the clouds that our feet leave the ground. So we amen. We we got we, we got to be alert and and be aware. So thank you for your show, your podcast, and all that you're doing for this nation and even around the world. And it was such, such a pleasure to meet you at the last reawaken. Uh, you were all over the place, man. You yeah. just, just a connector. So I love it, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I will say one thing about the reawaken tour. Of course, this is Clay Clark. This is general Flynn. This is all the major players that are speaking biblical truth, health, freedom, and preserving children. Folks, if you have not had a chance to get to a reawaken tour, I encourage you Go to timetofreeamerica.com. Get your set up. There is one in December. I know you are a part of all these things. So you're going to meet Pastor Leon and, and just be a part of a spiritual experience. Because when you see me buzzing around the Reawaken Tour, it's because there is energy. There is places to meet, people to see, connect, because you can grow in an environment like that. Because why? It's spirit-rich, and it's defending the things that we've always thought are so, so pure, our health freedoms, our children, our, our desire to worship. But that's where I want to get us, because right now it's a spiritual world we live in. A, a spiritual element has, has arrived where we're picking good and evil. I mean, America right now, you've got colleges in America. You've got uh, Congress members in America actually going out and saying, hey, we, we support Hamas. We support this terrorist activity. We think this group is wrong and they should be exterminated. I mean, when you step back at this and a person who's just trying to pay their bills, and they're trying to raise their children without a, you know, they don't want uh, any of this trouble. What are we supposed to speak, think of in this? This is chaos like we've never seen because it's all happening at once. Isn't it not, Pastor Leon? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the, the great thing about America, though, that it was created to be a melting pot of ideas and ideologies that did not frustrate, though, I have to say this, 
with all earnestness that, that did not frustrate the grace of God to allow a people to exercise their rights. See, freedom, freedom is a fruit of exercising rights. Mm. And so in America, because some places they couldn't, the protests that we've been seeing now on both sides, uh, Hamas and the Palestinians and those for the Jews, in some countries, they all be in jail somewhere. Right. <laughs> and, and, and yet we're seeing the atrocities in our own land of the freedoms uh, that are slowly but surely dwindling away from us because of who we have at the top. Uh, we don't we don't we don't really have a government that, again, allows the people to exercise their rights. We have a government that chooses who is right. Amen. And that's not the role of government. You're right. That's not the role of government. You're so right. And I, I keep going back to the point where when government decided to abandon God, I go back to 1963, we get church, uh, church out of school, God out of school. We begin to make at the federal level, the removal of God. And then in the Democrat Party's agenda, they actually took the word God out of all those materials. And then you see just a degrade in society. I mean, there's nobody that would look back now and check out 1950 and check out 2023 and say, wow, that's progress. You guys must be growing spiritually. How obvious, though, is that, that when you take God and you take family and you take those kind of uh, home ownership and those kind of things, you take that out of the equation. Are we supposed to be surprised? Supposed to be surprised what we're seeing and living in right now? Look at the chaos. No, no. The, the Matthew, the the Bible says it so eloquently that when the righteous rule and righteous uh, means right standing with God, uh, mm -hmm. not with each other. First with God, then with each other. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people mourn. And, and, and so it's not a surprise. Now, now, God is not shocked that we have a nation now that uh, was embedded with Christian Judeo values and that the richness of this, what we call exceptionalism, is not because we're perfect. It's because we have entrusted ourselves to a, to a higher power, which is God, which, yeah. is, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the trust that we once had through our founding fathers in the written documents, I call it the one-two punch. Mm. The Declaration of Independence was actually a right cross. Mm. It might have been a left cross, but I believe we was a southpaw fighter right. back in the day yeah. where the right hand was already cocked. And with the Declaration of Independence, we said, bam, and, and gave what we see now, this exception, exceptionalism, breathing room it took about 13 years 1776 to 1789 to then solidify uh clear thought and and not ambiguity not amb not ambition that is unholy but clear thought that prescribed what happens when a people can breathe when they can have rights exercised Yes. First Amendment, Second Amendment. Oh, my goodness. It goes all the way down the, the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments. You know, uh, a, a lot of these things would not have happened if we had a government that exercises tyranny. Now, the ugly head of tyranny has peaked his head uh, <laughs> in in our nation down the lines of history. We, we don't know when. Sometimes you can't tell when things are creeping in, you know, the enemy kind of works stealthily. Oh, yeah. 
You know, he's very, what is the word? Sub, subtle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's subtle. And, yeah. And th th that's what the Bible says. What? Be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Uh, but his wisdom is not is not harmless. His wisdom is still kill and destroy. Amen. And, that's and so all these things the breakdown of the family since the 60s, uh, single parent homes. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson said, if we get them all on welfare, especially the black families, they'll never they'll they'll never come up higher. Uh, and, 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 and so we see this black and brown families we've seen. And, and, and that, that's why, um, I put together a program MAGA black called black, brown and white unite. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got to turn this thing around and we can't turn around avoiding our history or talking bad about our history and bad about our nation. Uh, those, uh, what we call pessimistic ideologies are Marxists. In, in its genesis, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and and uh, they 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 come stealthily in through what we call socialism, where everybody thinks everything is should be free and nobody works. Right, right. <laughs> but then it's capped, it's capped or sealed uh, by communism, That's right. uh, which is a form of government without God. It's a type mm -hmm. of utopia promise where only the elites uh, are 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 satisfied. And everyone else is eating out the trash can, like in like in some countries that we know this is going on right now. Absolutely. And so we're here right now with the understanding that there must be a remnant that rises mm. uh, and such as yourself that that look are not afraid to shout the truth on the rooftop. Right. Um, that which is what concealed shall be revealed. And uh, th it's going to take a revelation because people can can get information, uh, which is AI, artificial intelligence, data, um, but not revelation. We are not, we're not saved by information. No. We're saved by revelation. Amen. And and, and so as people seek uh, podcasts such as yourself, are hoping that we reach out to someone who has a pure heart and a clear mind to say, Lord, what is truth? Show me. I want to know. And if that heart is sincere, come on, God is not a man, uh, like we say, Indian giver. Right. He will give you what you ask for. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, Amen. who giveth freely and upbraideth not. He will give to you, but don't ask being double-minded. Let not that man think he should receive anything from, from the Lord, because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And, and what we're seeing, this double-mindedness from our highest levels of government right now. I mean, one minute you're saying the borders are closed. <laughs> and then the other minute you're saying, well, we got a few situations where we can't control the right. people from coming in. Right. But they're closed. Right. Wait a minute. Come on now. Come on. Yep. Americans are not that stupid. That's right. We see things. Uh, but we have a regime right now that is hampering down on religious freedom, uh, on amendments, first, second, third, fourth. I mean, it, it, it just amazing that you're now guilty first, yep. and then you have to prove yourself innocent. 
What kind of mess is that? I used mean, to make fun of countries that would do stuff like that. They're corrupt. They're third world. That's the dark ages. And here we are doing that. Nancy Pelosi is famous for saying this will give Donald Trump a chance to prove his innocence. We have to prove nothing when it comes to innocence in America. We are given that, afforded that by our creator. And then you go prove it. Our guest is pastor, the apostle, Leon Benjamin. This is rich. This is thick. There's so much in there to chew on. Uh, I want to get into one of the areas, because this is all true. They are coming after us. It's it's not a conspiracy theorist that they would like to amend the Constitution or change your rights or get rid of God. That's out there. They are loud and profound. But one thing that we can control, I think, is our relationship with God and then how we operate that in our home with our wife, with our children, with our outreach to those around us, our neighbors, our community, and all that stuff. They've come after marriage hard. Your book is Three Keys to a Successful Marriage. And I'm telling you right now, to be first to admit, I'm a dead man. I'm a homeless guy without a prayer, without my wife, okay? my wa- God brought me my wife at just the right time. We got together. Our life changed forever, okay? I was forever saying, Oh, God, send me a wife. I just want to be a husband. But God says, you're not ready. And it was causing frustration. I want people to understand the gift of marriage is exactly that. The gift of children is exactly that. It comes from a huge God, a big God that only our God can give. Speak into the covenant of marriage and how critical that spouse, that covenant and having sinner. I mean, Christ, without Christ as the center of that marriage, you're toast. You're divorced. I know it. Me, me included. Speak to marriage and that covenants and the book and the power of it, would you, Pastor? Wow. Well, thanks, Matt, for, for the honor and the privilege to share. You know, this book, Three Keys to Successful Marriage, came out of uh, a heart's desire. My wife and I, uh, Maria, and I love her so much. God yes. bless her. She's watching or Amen. listening. Um, we met in high school not knowing that one day we would be uh, married. We were in uh, I met her when she was in the eighth grade and I was in the 10th wow. and we were both music musically inclined. I was a, a, a trumpet player. And then by the 10th I've grade, I've seen her on the drums. I've seen her on the and drums. She's a drummer. She yes, plays, she, she played the drums. She still can. When we're at church, sometimes when the drummer's not there, yep. she jumps on the drums. I'm like, Oh my God, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> right. You know, once you know it, you don't you don't lose it. So you just have to exercise your muscles in a thing, you know. Yep. Um, but we uh, we we were there in high school. I ended up becoming the drum major, and she was in the drum section. We played in the jazz band, the concert band, the marching band. We even traveled together on trips. It's amazing <laughs> that this whole time, and she looked at me. She would tell me, "Now he's not." He's not born again. Right. He's not saved. But she gave her life to the Lord at 14. Oh, wow. Can okay. you imagine? No. And me, I, I always joke around, but I'm just being sincere the best way I can say it. I was a heathen. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and me I too. didn't know the Lord. And um, so we went away, separated. I went to college. Uh, I graduated a couple of years ahead of her. And um, I went to college. And then that's when my life changed. And I end up going into the military. I was in the in the military, and I served uh, doing a war, Navy yeah. combat veteran. Served in the Gulf Wars and got uh, you know Battle E Meritorious Award, a Bronze Medal, uh, Southwest Overseas Medals, and all these things for being in a war uh, at Desert Shield, Desert Storm, on board the John F. Kennedy. Uh, an aircraft carrier with five thousand men. Where well, yeah. one of those men came to me. 
uh, somewhere around November, where he really started messing me around the summertime because we we kind of launched out, did some operations before we went to the Mediterranean. And he said, you need Jesus. Mm. And I was like, man, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but he kept on coming. Thank God for men and women like that that are persistent. I gave my life to the Lord. Uh, around December 31st, right at New Year's, I was in Saudi Arabia and we had launched the vice president, Dan Quayle, would be later on coming on board our ship to say, hey, you guys are not going home. You're going to war. Mm. Uh, and so we went to war, but I was saved now. Amen. I was saved and uh, came back to the United States. Um, and my whole life was just different. Not knowing that by October of that 1991, I would see Maria in church. Oh. Oh. In church. She comes around the offering table, and I guess God was saying, this is your offering yeah. <laughs> for, for, for coming to me. And I saw her in October, and I, and I got to tell everybody, don't do what we did. We did it by faith. We eloped by December. Wow. So by October of 1991, I saw her in church. By December of 1991, Yep. We I love it because Man, God, put, God puts these people. That's why people have to be aware. God is putting people in your life at every moment. You have to pay attention though, because they're there for a reason. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't question that at all because you know, I know, I know my wife, when we were 30 days into this thing, I said, this is it. What do I got to do to get right to keep my wife? And I was looking at it all wrong because I wasn't saved either at the time, or at least newly and safe. You don't know how to handle a wife without the wisdom and the speaking of the word of how to do that. I have no clue because eventually this flesh, this skin is going to run wild. And it's all about what is Matt need. And it's not about that spouse. So you're married. Speak next face because the, the, the excitement is there. Yeah, because. Because being born again is just the beginning because the Bible says in, in Genesis clearly that the two shall become one flesh. That's not an overnight experience. Yes, the marriage is consummated overnight. Yes, that is. And and and, and that's a wonderful time. Some some people stay on the honeymoon uh, for, for years, okay? Uh, they stay on the honeymoon for years, but the consummation is just the beginning. There has to be a communication between first and foremost, God, spirit to spirit, so that the flesh, which is, should, should be subjugated by the spirit, can now covenant together under the auspices of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, that, I know I said a whole lot there, but I can un let's unpackage that and what that means. You know, because when you're walking with the Lord, it doesn't mean you know how to be a husband. <laughs> or when you're walking with the Lord, it doesn't mean you know how to be a wife. No, you you have to uh, digest and 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 totally immerse yourself um, in God's word. And 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 I had to learn this in the beginning. I thought I could just get married and and start being a good husband overnight. You know that it was going to be like by osmosis, you know, it was just going to come to me that I would know how to be a husband. But that's not what had happened. We had to learn that Bible. We had to read that word. And we went to church together. Now, I got to say this, that when you're married, best practices, and I know people might say, you know, say different, going to the same church gives you the best, the best leverage 
to come together as one. Because if one person is in one church and another person is in another church, that means you're eating off two different tables. You're catching spirits all over the place. And in a church service, do you know how many how many spirits should, can be flying all around you? <laughs> and, and then you got to come home, which should be the place where you and your husband now are learning the word. The wife and the husband are learning the word together. And the husband is the head. So it was kind of funny. My wife went to one church. We got married and I went to another church and I went to go visit her church for a couple of times. And I said, let's determine which church we're going to go to, because I was at least being fair. I said, if your church seems like it should be the place we should go, we'll go there. But if it's not, we're not going. Well, I said, baby, I love you, but we're not going here. We're going uh, to where I am. And so immediately she felt safe because that's very important for a wife. Uh, the, the security uh, uh, that is a little button under her rib. I don't know, somewhere around there. She gets this funny feeling when stuff ain't right. Right. And she starts getting afraid and she starts getting nervous. If you don't comfort that little button right there, I'm sorry. She's not going to trust you. She's not going to follow you. And so I thank God for that respect that she trusted me enough to say, okay, let's go here, Leon, and let's start to learn. From there, we started, we fellowshiped, we stayed in Sunday school, we participated in uh, conferences, we went everywhere together. And it's that is so important that the more things you do together that you have in common, the better and the stronger that one flesh begins to take place. Because here's the flesh. The flesh is where we feel, get it? The flesh is where we see we taste, we call it the senses. That's not where faith is. But right. yet the Bible says that it didn't say the two shall become one faith. The, the two shall become one flesh. That's why we wrote this book with the three keys. Yes. Because we had to learn. One time I told her, uh, I was like, where do you think you're going with that skirt on? She says, you, 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 uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever you think you're trying to do, you better get it from Jesus. <laughs> and I said, uh-oh. Yep. She knows. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I can't just say stuff like right. I'm the head of the home. Whatever I say goes. It, it didn't work like right. that. It oh, did not that. work like that. And so you want I a woman be like that. You want a woman secure enough to say, my man's not following God's word, and I can hold him to account lovingly. And that's the beauty is this is not about who's going to win best spouse between the two of you. You have to end up tied at the end for first place in this uh, pursuit to, to fulfill that covenant. Yeah, I call it win-win. You don't want win-lose. No. I win, you lose. No, you don't want you to win and your spouse to lose. You want win-win. And so I had to learn how to do what is, what is the first key in this book is to pray. I had to learn how to pray and say confessions over my wife. I still do it today. I say things like, my wife and I are one flesh and no one can separate or defeat us. I say things like, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to lead this home in godliness and temperance and providing through the works of my hand for this household, and that no one can separate or defeat us. I confess this mm. over my wife in her presence. She needs to hear the husband say certain things over her. Yes. Um, if she was in a home with an abusive family, you could imagine the baggage that sometimes we carry into a man marriage. Or if she was in a home with a single mom like my wife was. I mean, I had a, a mom and a dad at one time, but then my parents got divorced later on 
by the time I went to college. But you bring different scenarios into the marriage and prayer begins now to what? Level the playing field of personal experiences to now begin to say, how can we experience things together based upon what we pray? Because right. mm. when you're single, you're not praying for a husband, nope. so to speak, over their life. You're praying for things you need. But now you're in this new environment, like the Garden of Eden. Yep. And Adam is going, wow, man. And God says, you better do more than wow, man. You better pray, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you better pray and give some instructions. And that's what we began to do. We started getting on our knees together on the edge of the bed, holding hands. And we began to learn confessions. We got books on confessions. I would, I would say things like my wife and I have been given hinds feet that the enemy cannot pick us up in the spirit realm. And that we thank you, Lord, for the intercessors who have picked up our names in the spirit, that they will not come down from their post until their assignments have been completed in the, in, in, in the spirit realm, in the earth realm. And, and we say things like that. One of the things we say, and I say this more and more now, I said it now by faith in the beginning, but I said that one can chase away a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Mm. Therefore, I choose to stand in agreement with my wife. Uh, Woo! Woo, I love that. Power. Boy, I stand. Because 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 once the children come, you know, you know, I, we got three kids. Now they're now 27, 25. One just turned 20 Friday. Mm, they all of them gone to school. I got my last one that's getting ready to graduate from college uh, uh, next year, mm, and nice uh, job, I got a grandchild. Yep. So, 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 you know, when all these elements start coming into the marriage, things can come in and separate you and your spouse, mm -hmm. whether it be people. I say people, places, or things. And my wife and I have learned over the years. Woo, we got to keep on confessing. Right. We got to keep on confessing. Um, I speak health over my wife too. I, I even learned how to pray over my wife when she's asleep. That's mm -hmm. the best time to pray for your spouse when they're asleep. I pray healing. Um, I pray all types like, Lord, Psalms 91, I declare Psalms 91 of my wife that because she's made you her refuge, you shall, you shall show her your salvation and satisfy her with long life. Oh, oh, and that's how and she I, fell asleep. I, I said, baby, look, by the time I get done with you, you you're going to be dust because mm. we're going to live a long time. That's right. Well, we're supposed to live 120. We're the ones shortening us this this thing. Now, God says, I'll have you for 120 if you'll do it my way. And that's that's double what we're living right now. So, yeah, we are needing to prepare longer term than this. Uh, it's just this selfish, minute in the moment. It's such, Pastor, it's such an immediate gratification society. And, and God actually tells us to do the opposite, actually tells us to deny ourselves and to pick up that cause and live through him for others. Our, our guest is Pastor Leon Benjamin. The book is Three Keys to a Successful Marriage. When you look at this Marxist movement and this anti-God movement, and it really involves three things, destroy God, take it out of the picture, take marriage out of the picture. And take yeah. then this private property, this ownership thing uh, out of the picture. If you take those things, you have no worship, you have no family, and you have no home. You have nothing. You are literally a person out in the wilderness, but there's no God to save you now in their world. Uh, we've reached that moment where I think politicians, institutions in this country have said, 
we're done with that religious stuff. We're done with this uh, marriage covenant. We're done with this family structure. We're done. Remember, women are working full time. Kids are in daycare, all this stuff. What's the, what's the switch for the average person that says, hey, we cannot continue down this path. We're going to annihilate. So how do we get people to turn that light bulb on to say, hold on a second. The world is going away. I don't want to go. I mean, what's your message? Because that's where I'm always like, can't you see it? Don't you see what's going on? We're sending, we're going to send money and bodies to Ukraine and Israel. We're sacrificing our children in schools with LGBTQ and CRT. What do you see as that moment that's going to turn light bulbs on for people to say, Jesus is the way. I want to stop now. I mean, are, are we needing something really ugly to come into America to, to jolt people? Or, or do we just sort of slow, slowly decline into where did we? I don't know. You tell me, Pastor, how you see this thing going. So I feel like it's a critical moment in time. Yeah, it's really, it's really a, a, an exodus, a return back to God. We call that repentance. Uh, the message that Jesus came and preached was a very simple message. He only preached one message. He told everyone to repent for the kingdom of heaven has arrived. The kingdom of heaven is near. He said, repent. That word um, comes from a Greek word, metanoia, which means to change one's mind, uh, to make an about face. Uh, to change one's minds and thoughts about God. And, and so God's original idea, what was God's original idea about the family? Because in the Garden of Eden, there was no church. <laughs> there was a family. There was a family. Um, as a matter of fact, the first form of government was not the Congress. True. It wasn't the executive branch. Right. It wasn't the judicial system. The first form of government that God instituted was the family. Not even the church was there, the family. And, and so God gave the man and the woman commandments and said and, and told the man, which was, was now the representative in the earth realm, the man was the, 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 the God's voice or representative to now teach the woman. That means man with the womb. This, this thing is highly integrated and designed by a divine order right. and returning people back to a divine order is when the light bulbs click on. Amen. <gasps> what? God's original idea was to institute a family that he could show his first and foremost, his laws, his, his ideas, his, his ethics, he can show forth his morality, his kingdom. Uh-oh. He can show his lifestyle. That means that through this kingdom, in the invisible, would now be through the invisible, which is the spirit of man, um, through the visible onto the visible. Mm -hmm. So in other words, man is a tripod being. He is a spirit being, which is invisible. Yep. He possesses a soul. But he lives in a body which is visible, and of course the earth is visible. So it's the invisible through the invisible, through the visible on the visible. So he had to he had to say, this is my morals, these are my laws, Adam, these are my ethics, this is my lifestyle, and I want you, so when anybody asks you, Adam, who taught you this and who told you this, you would say God. And to put that back in divine order, God made like a fish. A fish, when it's in water, you don't teach it how to swim. Right. That's right. God put what is called divine 
protocols in his creation. That's why in a manufacturer, the wisest person of the manufacturer is the one who created the thing. So for, for uh, Ford motor cars, the wisest person is the one who designed the car, right. not the people who drive it. Right. Amen. <laughs> so most people don't even know half the stuff that goes on in there when, you know, when we got these VCRs and stuff, you know, all this stuff, they work the, what, the play, reverse, and, and they don't even know how to work the clock, all right? <laughs> and exactly. the eject button. So with man, man also has a creator. And if you want to know what's wrong with the family, you don't legislate. You don't legislate family. You cannot. No, that's God's business. And we got to get to the place where we start to tell Congress, get out of God's business. Amen. That's a light bulb right there. What do you mean to get out? No, because you can't legislate family. Family is divine. Right. It's a divine order. And God in all his creations, he puts what they are meant to do in them. A bird, for example. His divine place is the air. Matter of fact, the more a bird flies, he doesn't get tired. The more a bird flies, the stronger a bird gets. Right. You take the bird out of the air, oh my God, and throw him in water, mm. <laughs> you're going to get a drowned bird. Right. That's right. So you oh, take the rich. family out of its divine element, which is God. That's right. You get the destruction of the family. And you cannot legislate what a female is. That's right. You can't. You can't legislate what a what a male is. You can't legislate what a husband is. Those are all divine, divine protocols. Uh, all those things you can't. You, in other words, to go and say we're going to teach the family. No, God already put everything right. in the male and the female that when He starts to walk in His divine authority. It comes out. Yep. It comes out. That, that That's why you don't have to teach a child how to steal candy. <laughs> that's right. You know, because, <laughs> because they're born, you know, David says we are born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Yep. So you don't have to teach a child. You're like, who stole the cookie no. out of the cookie jar? And the crumbs are all over the yeah. mouth. And the child says, who, not me? Not me. <laughs> That's right. Couldn't be. Right. So we have to become repent. We have, so repent does not mean get something new. Right. No, it's 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 re like receive. Doesn't mean get something you never had. Receive means go back to what you lost. Mm. Re repent. Return back to what we left. Yes. Not go. Turn around to AI. Right. We never had AI. <laughs> That's right. We I never had artificial intelligence. We we had spiritual intelligence. That's right. You know, most people they think they're smart. You know, and you know, but most people this is a controversial thought. You cannot be wise without the Lord permanently dominion in your life. That's the only place we seek wisdom. Everything else is just book smarts, and that's why we have so many people thinking they can maybe outthink their way beyond this book and, and think maybe we can redo a woman. Maybe we can. Yeah. They thinking that these thousands upon thousands of pages are, are open for interpretation. And you just said it. I mean, they are trying to mess with primal divine from the beginning stuff, stuff that you couldn't change 
if you spent from now until the world blows up, you can't change what God designed. I mean, the other thing that I think blows people's mind right now is that our God, the same God that authored the splitting of the Red Sea, the same God that sent his son here, Jesus Christ, to die for scumbag like me, who used to be a guy who would steal, take, use a filthy mouth, save me, give me a new, that same God is authoring this moment that we are all living in right now. And he's asking, who will rise? Who will speak boldly? I think of Acts 4.24. And now, O Lord, consider their threats and enable us, your servants, to speak your word with great boldness. And this is that moment in time. It's the same God. It's the same author that's been doing all of that. What's a place? Where is, how is, how are you activating men right now? Can you give me a resource for men to plug in? Either it's your website, because right now we're calling on all men. They've made a move against your family. Men, we're calling you to rise. We're encouraging small groups. You know, a lot of men, they don't want to get involved in their feelings, right? I don't want to, I'm not going to say I'm having trouble with my wife or trouble with money. Or We need men open with each other, fellowshipping with each other. What's the way you're putting men on mission right now or encouraging men to get on mission in some capacity? Because everybody's got a gift and we need that gift right now. Right. That is that is such a, a, a wonderful, wonderful question. And I like the way you poised it because we need fellowship and especially uh, men. men. Men need to get around other men and see we 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 call it mentorship. It's a play on words. Yeah, <laughs> it means to see into someone else's life, to be able to see into another person's life. That's mentorship. Yeah. So we have a program called Men Reaching Men. We started uh, a conference called Man Cave. Mm. And we got one coming up next year, Man Cave 2024, where we're talking about coming out of the cave because some men, most men, end up in a place of loneliness or seclusion, yes. like Elijah in First Kings, you know, running from Jezebel. Yes. You know, and he's saying, you know, around First Kings chapter what, uh, 19, chapter 19. Verse uh, eight and nine, he says, God, I am jealous for you. And uh, Jezebel is trying to kill me. And I'm the only one left. I'm the only man left. And they seek, they've killed all the prophets. So he's actually praying to God to destroy Israel because Ahab and Jezebel are kings and queens over Israel. So he's actually trying to get God to destroy the nation of Israel because <laughs> he is running for his life. Yes. And so we got to get that man, right? right. We got to say, like a God said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And he says, Lord, I'm telling you, I'm jealous for you. They're trying to kill me. All the prophets are dead. I'm the only one left. And God says, wait a minute. You ain't the only one left. I got 7,000 men. Talk about a man's conference. I got 7,000 men who have not bowed down to Baal or wow. kissed his ring. Wow. And so we use that. So we talk about mentorship. We're talking about first fellowship. Men need to hear what is called a war cry. Yes. And and when Elijah heard, first he heard the what? He heard the the, the earthquake, you know, you know, the earth shaking. Yes. Then he heard the wind. God wasn't in the wind. Then he heard the, he saw the fire. God was in the fire, but he was in a what? A still small voice. Yeah. And men need to have, to hear that war cry of, of where do I need to go? What do I need to do? Who do I need to be with? Then men need to, to see a model. Yes. They need to see somebody else doing it. So God, God began to use Elijah to say, look, go anoint the king of Syria, go anoint Judah to be king over Israel, and go anoint what? Elisha 
to be prophet in your room, in your stead. So, so that shadowing of showing someone else how to do it before you die. Right. That's right. Come on, man. We got to have men that show us how to do it before they die. Don't hold all your secrets. And then on your deathbed, you say, come on around. You're right. I'm going to tell you everything I learned. You're getting ready to die, man. Yep. You should have been showing me while you were living. So we use this program. So we we deal with we deal with uh, business, you know, economy. We deal with street ministry, going out to the homeless. Even something is going out to play basketball with the intention of running into men to share the gospel. Yes. Yep. You know, prison ministry. So we entail all that because Jesus said, you know, they're going to come to him and he says, thank you for visiting me in prison. Thank you for putting clothes on me when I was naked. Thank you for feeding me when I was hungry. And they're going to say, Lord, when did we do that to you? Right. Right. And he's going to say, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. Yep. Ooh, so we that. need prison ministry. Men need prison ministry. We need street ministry. We need mentorship. We need to take these young boys and and show them how to fish or show them how to play ball or show, show just show them how to treat women. Just, look, open the door for her. Don't you go in first. That's right. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. we need, so, so we use that program. It's called men reaching men. Amen. I love that. Yeah. And the website, I want to make sure folks can reach out. It's, it's coalition leaders, united.org. You can reach right. a lot of your stuff. Coalition of leaders, united.org which will lead also to our church website, newlifeharvestchurch.org. So they can reach us though through through that coalition website. They can reach out to us because we're all around the nation. So our our work is local. Like General Flynn says, local action leads to national impact. Oh, I love that. And folks, this is the kind of stuff. So what we do all the time, pastors, we're always going to our listeners and we're saying this. So you're a Christian, you're a conservative, and you don't like the way things are going in America. That's awesome. Are you walking your talk? Are you spending and supporting the things, right, that speak to your heart? So like health freedom, uh, I, I support several, um, uh, you know, $10 a month, $20 a month type contributions, because why? They're all doing the work that speaks to my heart. And that's the only way we can get everybody out on mission. See, you can't do all this by yourself. Are you crazy? Uh, God doesn't want you doing this. He wants everybody activated. So we've called on people. If you're going to Starbucks, if you're going to Target, if you're going to places that are actually working directly against the things that you hold so dear, take that money and stick it where the kingdom can get advanced. So we just encourage everybody, coalitionofleadersunited.org, visit the church. Uh, we've got about five more minutes left, Pastor, and I want to thank you so much. I mean, it's always so rich. We're going to get this everywhere. Show links, folks, will be in the thing. So connect and stay driven. I want to talk about President Trump here at the end and talk about just he's never going to be somebody that you'd say, oh, feel sorry for me. I mean, he, he is he's out there. He's bold. He, he's made mistakes. He's gotten back up. He's been attacked. He's got support. He's 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 humility is where he needs to be because I think he has found the Lord in this process. I think he's had a deeper reliance. He was not a Christian 30 years ago, but neither was I, right? And so we've seen him grow. And now he is actually being put on display as this is their prize. They want to take him down. They want, just like when they 
And this is the king of the Jews, and they want to parade Jesus around. Look what we've done to your king. Democrats are trying to do a very similar thing to Trump, not, not, not aligning him in that same light. But this is a moment for us all to see a true evil act. Tell me how you think President Trump will survive, uh, persevere, and make it through that 2024 election. Because I know you and I are all in on, on him being the president next year, meaning if this country is to turn, it requires him. If you're okay with it turning into oblivion, then you don't need a Donald Trump. They're well on their way. But but tell us how you see this last. We're only a year away now, Pastor, before things yeah. really change. Go ahead. Yeah, well, look, I, I worked in the Trump administration back in 2000. I campaigned with him 2016. I opened up his rallies when he was candidate Trump. And then uh, when he went in, uh, I became a surrogate for, for minority outreach. I was on Fox and Friends and Fox Business and all those good things. We worked with the uh, with some of his reforms, the tax act that he did, the Jobs Act and tax reform with the Opportunity Zones. And when uh, Senator Tim Scott and at that time, the Democrat Cory Booker, uh, uh, they they all worked together. Uh, but then it ended up falling only on the shoulders of, uh, of Tim Scott. But President Trump brought in so much revitalization, the First Step Act. Uh, he brought in guys like Dr. Ben Carson dealing with HUD with programs that went into to revitalize uh, underserved communities in the black and brown communities. He raised up incomes for for African-Americans, yeah. for for Hispanics, for women. He did he did so many things during that time. He gave monies to historical black colleges. Uh, the, the track record goes crazy. He started building the wall and the wall would have been finished within a matter of days. In 20, oh, come on, 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, and and but but this regime, this administration reversed almost all the policies. We were respected on foreign nations. He he did the Abraham Accords. He set the embassy yep. in, in, in Israel, in Jerusalem. Yep. No president ever nope. did that. I was also a part of the national advisory team, along with uh, Pastor Paula White and Jensen Franklin and many others that prayed for him, Dr. Avita King. We would pray for the president. Yes. We would help him when he needed ideas about National Day of Prayer. We were there at the Rose Garden, at the White House. Yeah. So uh, this is something, it's a no-brainer. And as a matter of fact, the more they indict him, the more popular he becomes. That's called an anointing, by the way. Amen. It's like Saul and David. The more Saul went after David, the more David showed Saul, you are on your way out. Yep. But Saul says, I'm going to respect you. That's what I love about President Trump. He respects his enemies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're in bed together. Right. He respects Putin. He respects King Young Ong uh, in North Korea. He yep. respects these guys. It doesn't mean he's in the bed with them like Biden is, right. was, and is. Not getting that cash from them. Yeah. So so him go going in is a no-brainer. Yes. Make America Great Again. We created a program now called MAGA Black. Black, Brown, and White Unite. Yeah. And you can go to magablack.org and start to dive into that how President Donald Trump is, 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 is not just a solution. It is what God has already said a long time ago through our founding fathers. Yeah. That this nation is one nation under God. 
That's right. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's in our money. Our founding fathers were praying. In God we trust. All of it. And they want to pretend like, poof, it all goes away. And now we can change it. And that's where I'm saying there's no way guys like you and me and the people at the Reawaken Tour and then the those that continue to, to become awake every day. Because that's the, that's the power is that every, somebody who hears this podcast or something you go do next week. We just got to turn on one set of lights and we win. I know God looks down at every set of light bulbs that we can flip on. And I know that's him working through us and others. And it says, now go get another one, right? Because as soon as we turn, you can't unsee what you've seen. You can't not know what President Biden has done and then somehow pretend that President Trump is a monster. You can't do that and sit right with God. And so if people are running this stuff through God, through Christ, say, Christ, let me see. Um, I know I, I don't want to accept the fact that I was wrong when I voted for Biden. I messed up. Give me the humility to repent, uh, ask for forgiveness, and turn my ways. Jesus, you said it. He asked us to repent and turn, repent and turn. And that's what we're calling on all Democrats to do. You are not shamed, okay? We still think there's a great work for you, but you have to repent. You made a terrible mistake when you voted for Joe Biden. Now, we don't believe the 81 million. We don't believe any of that stuff. We don't believe that there's any capacity that you could get 81 million Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all these people to show up on election day and sign up for this because their life has gotten notably worse. And so we're saying we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of God. Now, are we honoring God in which, because here's where I'm guilty, Pastor, and maybe you can guide me. Give us the last couple of minutes here. My flesh says, you dumb son of a gun, you're causing me so many problems with your um, disobedience that I begin to view you not as a child of God and that I'm better than you and I disregard you. That right there, Pastor, that confession is what can take me off mission. Give us guidance. When you become enraged at our fellow man, I know there's scripture, we, we fight not against flesh and blood, but help us right there getting off mission because I'm so angry at why would you let this? Why would you do this to kids? Why would you do this? Keep us on mission, Pastor. Final words. Yeah, well, first of all, Trump won in 2020. Amen. I ran for Congress in 2020. You won. I won. Yep. So I'm 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 along with the election deniers and the Washington, uh, you know, Post and the New York Times. I'm labeled. President Trump realizes that we have to be smarter. And I'm going to talk to everyone that's watching right now. David had to be smarter than Saul, not more anointed. The anointing was already on him. But being smarter means being able to know the weaknesses of your enemy and allowing your enemy to know, I see your weaknesses, but I'm going to let you destroy yourself. Mm. That's smart. Mm. Oh my God. And, And the more they hit him with indictment after indictment, he lets them know, I see your weaknesses and you are about to take your own self out. David acted smart. Now, it wasn't David's fault that Saul didn't make the right choices in getting out of David's way to be the next king. That wasn't that wasn't David's fault. Saul kept on doing things to show his weaknesses, right. his decline, the, the amnesia, the gobbling of messages, <laughs> the, the tripping up on stuff. Uh, that's not David's fault. Right. And then Saul brings his whole family down, Jonathan. That's not David's fault, but David showed Saul, 
You got a chance to step out quietly. But Saul's ego. Yes. And his, I don't know what it was, his magicians or administrators around him saying, oh, yeah, stay right there. You're fine. The man's mental capacity. Saul, some kind of way, started losing mentally day by day by day until he didn't know where he was coming or going. And he had an administration that was sitting there going, oh, he's okay, like a press secretary. Oh, he's fine. Oh, (laughs) nothing to see here. That's right. And David acted what? Go read it. It's in the scriptures. David acted smartly. This is what President Trump is doing. President Trump is not going to take out Biden. Biden is going to take out Biden. Oh, that's rich. That's thick and that's rich. And folks, this is good. This is the kind of stuff that you can sink teeth in. This, the, beautiful, the beautiful thing about the Bible and the Constitution is they're not bumper stickers of the week. We're never going to defend something that they just invented two weeks ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. This stuff is from the beginning, Pastor. And so it's, it's, a, it's a shot of power, really, the Bible. Every time you read the word, it's power. And, and an injection of that each and every morning, is, it's critical to sustain life. I, I don't know how you walk in. Anymore, I can determine my day. If it starts with scripture, if it starts in prayer, if it starts with obedience, if it starts in humility, I got a shot at a pretty good day of service to my fellow man. When it starts in a state of me, angry, worried about my... I know the first person I contact could be my kids, could be my wife. They don't know what they're going to get. And you know what? That is all about me being obedient on a daily basis. And so every time we can reinforce that and that life is good with obedience, we think of that as, oh, nobody controls me. No, no. I want the Lord to control everything I do from this point forward. Okay. That's what I'm seeking out and getting more people there, encouraging there, supporting those that are advancing kingdom advancement. I can't thank you enough, Pastor. Uh, It's Pastor Leon Benjamin. The website, coalitionleadersunited.org. Give us the two churches because I know you do a service. Yes. Give us all those places as well. Yes, it's coalitionofleadersunited.org. That's the main site. But our church is New Life Harvest Church in Richmond, Virginia. And that's newlifeharvestchurch.org. And then in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we're there on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays. I'll be there this Thursday. Um, and we're in Richmond on Sundays at 1 p.m. But the real remnant church, you can go to the remnant, the real remnant church.com. The real remnant church.com. And uh go there and check us out. We're doing religious exemptions. I can't tell you thousands of religious exemptions that we have written. Awesome. Um, of people who don't want to take the jab. Um, that's something that we've done now. Uh, we, we've, we, uh, with, uh, with Gold Cares, Dr. Simone Gold, yep. a lot of our, uh, if you go to Gold Cares uh, website, uh, Dr. Simone Gold, uh, you can see where our provision of how we feel about the, the vaccines and Amen. so forth, why we decided not to accept the jab. Yep. Uh, and, 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 and so it's it's very, very important. America's Frontline Doctors, you can go to americasfrontlinedoctors.com and, and see uh, those write-ups yeah. of how we are, are adamantly refusing uh, Absolutely. To, to take, to take the, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, under no circumstance can a human being, and I used to say this, and I've actually asked for repentance on this, Pastor. I used to say that the only human, human population 
eligible for the COVID shot was our death row inmates. But even that could be considered cruel and unusual punishment because of how dangerous these shots are. It is a hard no from each and every person until the world blows up. I do not want anybody vaccinating. Uh, Pastor, I can't thank you enough. We want to support your work, bless your work. We encourage every listener to get in there, subscribe, follow what they're doing. Pastor Leon Benjamin. And remember, folks, until next time, do this. Serve God, help others, stay good. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. You're listening to the bravest show on radio, The Matthew Dark Show. Hit subscribe anywhere you get your shows and never miss an episode. Are you happy with your current health care provider? If the answer to that is not an emphatic yes, then you should know about Roots Medical. Roots Medical, located in the Denver Tech Center, is a Christian-based medical practice that treats the whole patient in a natural and holistic way. Specializing in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical also offers full-service pediatric care, sickness visits, sports physicals, and so much in between. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns.